Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 504. Hey, Linz. Hey, Tony. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you, too. Yeah, it's good to see me as well. I was actually just thinking the last time we recorded, um, sometimes we forget to, to tell people our names in the intro. Yes, Linz. We do sometimes forget <laughs> we to do, do We do, Tony. We do forget. Yeah. Maybe we should have a whole episode of us just talking in third person. <laughs> Lindsay thinks uh, that this comic book was good. <laughs> Tony thinks it was good too. <laughs> I don't know if that would really work. No, I don't well. think so. Oh, but we have another great uh, episode for you this week. Uh, there wasn't a lot of news, and we didn't. I didn't have any books to read, but Lindsay had two of them. Yep, good. And they both sounded really good. But we we made a pretty decent episode this week of just. Chatting and talking. If I've said it before, I'll say it again. We are very good at bullshitting. And just talking amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that is why we get paid to do this. Yes. Big bucks. <laughs> so many dollars. Uh, so with that, uh, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 504. Nose candy. <laughs> Tony forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Halloween theme. <laughs> kind of. How very, very dare you? It doesn't beat a triple dog very dare you. It does, because the intensity was there. <laughs> <laughs> so Halloween has come and gone. It has. I have been rejuvenated for a, a little bit more. Yes, yes. a moment. In Why life. don't you just put on costumes every day then? If I Why can... isn't that just your life? That would be fun. There I you... just I don't think though that like society would accept Who that. Who cares? I mean, I, I was thinking this year, too, after going through a couple places of how I think that would be my dream job, to own, like, a Halloween store or something Halloween-ish. Like, I feel like that's a very easy goal to accomplish. Well, I need capital first. Well, but... you just start at, like, a spirit, <laughs> and then move up from there. <laughs> I would like to... So, in Michigan, there is a place called Frankenmuth that is Christmas year-round, they yep. kind of call it. I would love to somehow have the Halloween store year-round just oh. to be there, costuming and yeah. and all that. I think they're cool. just called costume stores. We have a couple of those in Grand Rapids. Do we really? Yeah. There's some costume stores here. How do I not know of this? I don't know. It's very weird, especially with your brother being a, like a theater kid. You would think that he would have like the costume store hookup. Maybe because... Okay, maybe there are, and yeah, he has the hookup, but I'm thinking theater costumes, which would be costumes, but I'm just too dumb to think, put two, two together and make yeah. them Halloween. But yeah, I was I was just thinking of like just having, I don't know, all the stuff and being able to mishmash, make whatever. I even have, I have an uncle right now who is kind of living his retirement dream of being extras on like TV shows. He's been called back a couple times to be in scenes so mm. that's cool but he was like you should come out here and be a costumer and i was like i never truly thought of that 
and I definitely don't have the seamstress type uh, workings to make some things, but I have the ideas. Yeah, that's the only... I do know of that one. There's a couple other ones. They might not still be open, but I feel like that's a warning. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if there were more and they're all closed now, it might be a hint to you to not pursue that path. I'm just saying. <laughs> Get my hopes up and now... Yeah, dash them. You can go intern at theatrics. <laughs> I'll apprentice under the, the old witch that owns it. There you go. She'll leave it to me. She'll when... leave the secrets of her ways with you. Mm-hmm. And you can steal the souls from children whenever they wear your costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an evil being. Oh. I just want to have people dress up all the time. <laughs> that is the thing, though. I've, I've said it multiple times before. If I ever owned a bar, I would always do the halfway to Halloween party. Just something to do in the spring. Give yeah. another reason, another day to dress up. You could just open a bar that is Halloween themed. True. But don't do it like in a campy, like you walk into a spirit Halloween way. Mm-hmm. Do it in like a creepy, gothy way. I do feel that, not that it would be too much for me, but I don't want to take away that spirit. Like, there does need to be some separation. Most of your clientele will be goth kids for most of the year. And then at Halloween, all the normies yeah. will come in. <laughs> Gangbusters. <laughs> uh, but now it's uh, Christmas season. No, there is a holiday in between. Oh, is there? There is. Thanksgiving is next. Now, granted, who decorates for Thanksgiving except for 38-year-old white women with three kids? But... (laughs) You know what Thanksgiving means? Food! Oh, bad movie night. Yeah, bad movie night. (laughs) Which I've been looking forward to all Yeah, we have to plan that still. I know, but... Oh, it's going to be Morbius, man. Yeah, it's got to be. Although I feel like there's a couple other contenders out there as well. I know. This year's had quite a few. Yeah. But we kind of already said that was going to be the one. Did I tell you I watched the Venom 2 finally? No. Because that was the other one I haven't seen yet is Venom 2. I finally decided to put it on and... Was it terrible? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But... I can see for people that don't, uh, it was Care. not, it wasn't ter- like, wasn't terrible in a way of like, I wouldn't have paid to see it, thank goodness it was, it was on a streaming mm-hmm. channel, and I didn't necessarily like leave being like, that was the worst thing I saw, but it was also kind of like, did we need, like it did, f- I kept saying from the trailers, it's going to feel like this first one, mm-hmm. and it really kind of felt like the first one, so it was... It didn't leave anything in my brain to really care about as much, but it, I don't even want to say worth the watch, but if you had nothing to watch, like, it wouldn't be a bad choice. It's hard to, to put into words how. You know what I'm re- there's two, the thing is, is there's way, there's way too much other things to watch. You know what I'm watching instead of watching Venom 2? I'm watching Cheers. <laughs> okay. A show, a TV show that came out the year after I was born. <laughs> I'm, I'd rather watch that. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, yes, that is true. 
Um, well, we'll get into a lot of other things that we've been watching and some other thoughts on some TV shows and comics and all that, but let's uh, get into some reviews. Yeah. I'll go first. Uh, there was my review. I was going to say, <laughs> you said you didn't have any. No, I did not. I read two books, so I bought three, but only read two. So I, this, this, for this week, I bought, um, Hell to Pay, number one. Quick Stops, number one, which everybody knew was coming, <laughs> this review. And then I bought The Ones, number one, um, which I actually really wanted to read. I just didn't get the time to do it yet. But it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, and it's about this group of people who were all at one point told that they were the one. Oh. And they created a group. And I was like, what an interesting concept. The the front kind of looks, though, a little bit like it could be a... Uh, uh, it's like a you... precursor to... Well, that looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo That's with a mustache. That's kind of what I was, was, was going to kind of go but with But it that. could also be the Runaways, right? Yeah, it's that like sort the, of group. the misfit group of yeah. people coming together from different backgrounds to... Right. So that was the one the to, to come. That one's to come. I haven't read that one yet. Um... But so I'll start. I'll start first with Hell to Pay, okay, which was written by Charles Soule, uh, and the art was done by Will Sliney. Colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. So the concept of this book is that, and you kind of learn it towards the beginning. This woman's in this in this rich dude's house, and she's trying to get him. She's convinced him to give her or tell her something that will keep her around, right? Because she's this hot lady who collects billionaires, is what she says. And she's like, but you gotta you gotta give me something refreshing and new and impressive for me to stick around. I've been with a lot of billionaires. Hmm. And the thing that he has is a coin. And what the coin is, is in hell, there's a... Uh, marketplace right so they have almost like a stock market they have money they buy and sell things and hell people's souls okay. different miseries things like that and at one point in time the souls in hell not the demons but the people who were damned to hell became so numerous that they actually collectively gathered the will to revolt they lost but they did it. But during that time, some somebody escaped hell. And they did it with a lot of hell money. Um, and Satan never did anything about it because he was like, I can't let people know that you can actually get out of this place. So they just kind of covered it up. So then these coins just then have, you know, started showing up all over the place. I'm assuming over time. It was probably something that happened way back in the day. And so that's one of the things that this billionaire guy has is one of these hell coins. But the woman is not who she appears. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't want to give too much away because I, I actually think this is a pretty interesting story. Um, but her actual goal is to get the coin. She's trying to get the coins along with her husband. They owe this debt to this organization and to repay it, they have to collect all the remaining coins that are out there. Okay. Um, spoilers at the end of it. I mean, there's a lot, there's more to the story than just that, but that's the basis of it. But at the end of it, cause this guy supposedly had the last coin, but 
then they found two coins in the house. Ooh. There was only supposed to be one left. So now they're like, what the fuck? Counting Why? problems. And you get to the end, and, and they show this guy who somehow is pulling coin money out of hell. Oh. So they're like, does this mean we have to collect these? Is this part of us repaying our debt? Do we have to be in this, this organization service for this much longer? So who knows what's going to happen next. Um, but it sounds like the idea of this book is that these two people aren't the only people searching for these coins. So they'll have like a four issue run and resolve their story. And then another character. Interesting. It will be the focus of the next issues and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm kind of really intrigued in the economy of this hell like market and how the coins work and like what you can get for it. Like if a human found a coin, could they then exchange for like, curse on someone else yes i do think that that is part of it if you have a hell coin you can use it to like buy the services of a demon certainly that's interesting because then imagine just like coming across one and not knowing right you have some like evil person get one and so you know they're going to do it for nefarious deeds and and how that all works yeah yep yeah so they they actually show a transaction going on um, and it's funny because the demons' names in this are Lord Six Percent Year Over Growth. <laughs> no, Six Percent, yeah, Year Over Year Growth, and then the other guy's name is Master Divestiture. <laughs> All um, the bankers down there, <laughs> right? So what he's what one is buying from the other is the regret of a woman who married the wrong man. That's what he's buying. Okay. And the kind of figure of it is the child she would have had with the person she stepped away from, every time she looks at the child she does have, this is the one she imagines. And so that's how that feeling manifested in hell. And the guy bought it. Interesting. Um, But yeah, it is a pretty, pretty unique story. It's one of those things where, like, you know... Eventually, all the stories are the same, and when something yeah. kind of new comes around, you're like, oh, this is refreshing. Um, so the idea of, like, a hell economy and hell money roaming around the earth and stuff like that I thought was pretty unique. I wonder if they're dealing with inflation. Down there? Yeah. Like, is, you know how the dollar was, like, gold-backed for a really yeah. long time? Perhaps down there it's soul-backed? <laughs> The more souls they get, the more value or less value the money. I don't know how it works. I'm an accountant. I'm not an economist. (laughs) All my numbers have answers. Um, So, good. Pick it up. I would definitely say a good one. Um, So, the other one I read is Quick Stops Number One, which is written by Kevin Smith. Um, So, what these are supposed to be, and I've kind of talked about these in past episodes think when they announced them I talked about them but what these are supposed to be are books that are either of people who you've heard about in the movies but you've never met so like one for one for example would have been um, Elias's girlfriend who had the pussy troll from Clerks (laughs) 2 right so he there'll be a comic book that actually has her in it and stuff like that this one is actually um, takes place during Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Okay. 
So if you've seen that movie, they so go... So they're going to... These can happen from any of the things. Yeah. So each book's going to kind of... Not following an overall story. Right. They're just all short. Okay. Yep. Correct. Um, so if you've watched Jane's Silent Bob reboot, which I know you have, yeah. but there's the point where they get to Chronicon and they're running through and they use the opportunity when Jane and Silent Bob are running through the con to like run through a bunch of cameos. Mm-hmm. So like there were the comic book oh, men yep. and then comes the bet, the Ben Affleck one, right? Which was the one everybody got teary eyed yep. over. Um, so this, that scene happens after the panel that he had Holden okay. that Holden had because Holden does a podcast called Blunt Man Beyond <laughs> <laughs> which is a play on Kevin Smith's podcast Batman Beyond um so they basically this book is the podcast and live panel that they were doing before that scene that you run into in Jane's Halibut reboot so it's Alyssa and, and Holden talking back and forth and taking questions from the audience like you do in a panel yeah um, but the the meat of the story is somebody asks where he got the idea for Blumen and Chronic. So then he tells this story about how he worked at Quick Stop, which was not part of his backstory in the movie in Chasing Amy. Um, and he was giving Jane Silent Bob a hard time, and then they offered to smoke him up in the back of the Quick Stop, and the weed that they gave him made him hallucinate. <laughs> That's where he came up with Jane Silent Bob or Blunt Man and Chronic. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good story. It's a short, fun little add to like the canon for mm-hmm. the movie, but you don't have to do a whole other fucking movie to just add that yeah. little piece of canon. So I'm so excited to read all of these, but I'm also a huge Kevin Smith fan. So if you do not enjoy Kevin Smith, do not read this. You won't like it. And if you haven't watched the movies probably also going to be yeah, confusing. Yeah, you won't get some of the other things within it. Gotcha. Yeah, these are truly for Kevin Smith view fans. I love it. Yep. <laughs> There's plenty of them out there, so... Yeah, there are. There, are, He makes a shit ton of money just being Kevin Smith. Yeah. On top of all the other shit that he does, just being Kevin Smith, ton of money. Yep. I hate him. My love has turned to hate now that I've realized what he's done. Yeah. I just want to be me and make money. Too. Right? No fucking shit. <laughs> so, that that's those are what I read. All right. This week, did you Those both sound pretty excellent. Did you come up with a booze in a book? Possibly. Okay. I might have one simmering All right. in my mind. All right. Cuz I was going to say we could think of something to pair with one of these. Um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll come up with something throughout the episode. Okay. Um, so there was a new Deadpool book that came out this week, and as I haven't read anything this week, I didn't get to it. Oh However, yeah, it's written by um a woman, right, Alyssa Wong? Yeah. Yes. And I haven't been reading a lot of Deadpool lately as much as I used to because. There was a point when there was just too many, and I'm glad that he went away to come back to be enjoyed again. But one of the things, this is the thing where I hate comics sometimes. Okay. But All right. Okay. Still kind of can enjoy it. Oh, is it going to be? Oh, is that what you're going so, into? So what ended up happening was there was a Carnage event that also recently happened, where at the end of it, Carnage dies again, and so again, I didn't read that one either because there's just too many events that all seem like the same. Mm-hmm. However. 
uh, within the, the newest Deadpool book, Carnage's hands come out of Deadpool's back. And it's as if he's being re-grown uh, mm. through uh, Wade's, you know, powers of you know right. healing and everything. So Carnage is coming back. We don't know if he's just going to take over Deadpool, if this is the one-off. But I'm kind of like, didn't he just die? I don't know if this is where we need to just bring him back right away. It's an interesting thing. Yes. And and so this this is the whole point of this podcast, right? So would somebody with a healing factor like Deadpool's be able to host what is essentially a... a what organism that takes over? Yeah, what the fuck is that called? It's called a symbiote. Parasite. Oh, parasite, yeah. Yeah. Like, would would his body be able... Like, would the would the symbiote be able to even attach itself to him because of his healing factor? Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, then it would heal off any foreign invasion. Right, exactly. Because it's not just covering them. It mm-hmm. is in symbiosis with I mean, its well, host. Well, when it comes with Deadpool's powers, it's kind of whatever you say it is, it is. Sure. Because, again, it's... It, the reason why he looks so bad is because he had cancer, and so that cancer is kind of always eat, eating away. Kind of like uh, adamantium and, and Wolverine. Wolverine. You take out the the metal, and he's like super healing. But right. because he's always doing it, he's got amazing healing, just not as right. great as it could be. So maybe that's kind of the case with him. Is but then he he survives from like head getting cut off stuff. So it's like even more powerful right. than Wolverines. But well, then, no Wolverine. Oh, oh, you're forgetting about the time that. Hulk smashed Wolverine's body to pieces. Smush, smush, smushed him. Yes, no. there's, but I've never really seen dead or Wolverine's head get cut off where he's still talking. Mm. Cut off, like sure, I could see someone like reattach it and then that magically. Well, makes he's it. not funny. That's funny. I, <laughs> That's I mean, why Wolverine. There has been do stories it. where he's been regrown from like a single cell. Yes, and yes. Even those get a little like, okay, if he could do it then, why can't he do it now? And then you kind of just got to ignore that happened, even though it did. Right. And, yeah, but, I don't know. I would be, I would be really interested in knowing whether that's possible. But I'm just like here for New Deadpool. Like I said, I haven't read it yet, but just hearing what what happened within it, I'm just like, okay, so it's a new host for Carnage, and that could be interesting. It's just one of those things of it'd be nice if it was. If this coincided with maybe two years after the last mm. Carnage thing, because it seems like Carnage keeps coming up more and yeah, more, and then yeah. just dies, and then gets mm-hmm. resurrected and fake out, which... But then also, you know, running out of ideas, too, there's also a new Secret Invasion that just came out this last week, which I was thinking to read just to to start off to see what it's going to be like, but already kind of some reviews are kind of like, why? Yeah. Why'd you do this? It's... It's not as grandeur of a plan as when Bendis did it, like, 20 years ago or whenever the first Secret Invasion came out, which is the reason why people still talk about it. It's the reason why they're going to make a TV series is because it was amazing for what right. it was at the time. It was such a who who is who, and it's surprising that they haven't really done that as large of a scale. They've done it in some Fantastic Fours and some right. different things, but to do a mass scale... Isn't it Spider-Woman? And you can't really what wasn't she the Spider Woman that was one of the the, the queen yeah one? I think she was, was it Jarvis was he Jarvis no I thought, uh, maybe see I can't remember who I, not uh, Jarvis the Fantastic Four's Butler what's his name Fantastic Four yeah 
They they have a robot. Mm, then it must have been Jarvis. They also have their front uh, bellhop guy at the Baxter building, but uh, it would have been probably Jarvis. But that's the one where uh, Green Goblin then won the day and then turned the dark. And again, all those were connected. All those were amazing. We saw this already with this uh, Civil War too. Mm, like, mm-hmm. cash grab, and it wasn't that great. Right. Let's stop re yeah, these ideas. Yeah, certain new things. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have much hope for this one. Uh, I will say, I didn't finish it yet, but I've been reading a little bit more. But all the reviews are out. Last week ended the Axe event. Okay. And the reviews are, it was actually good. So it makes me happy that what I've been reading and thinking, this is actually decent, it's going to have one of those few good payoffs. Like, I haven't had events recently where I'm just like, okay, I'm glad I totally read that, but all the reviews, so I'm like, all right, sweet, now i got to finish that just to get caught up Hopefully on some of that. Hopefully they'll throw it in a trade for me. That's how I'm going to start reading these events. It's the only way. It Well, and kind of is, too, of just waiting till at the end to find out if it's worth it. Because there have been so many that I've picked up over the years that I'm like, oh, fuck, I forget whatever the latest one was when they were the, I want to call them the asparagus stalk-looking creatures. They invaded, this was two years ago, a lot of it had to do with Krakoa and their vegetation stuff, mm-hmm. but it had... Uh, Hulking, uh, Hulkling became the emperor of both the Kree and the sh- and the um, Skrulls because he's half and half of each of them. And then that was kind of an interesting alliance. But then they also had the whole thing with the Watchers. I oh. read the first two, thought it was going to go somewhere. Yeah. Heard it kind of flop, so I was like, all right, I don't really feel like... Was that the one after Original Sin? Way after, yeah, original since yeah. like years ago. Like it's more it was oh, last summer where, one. yeah, where the Watchers were like their gravest mistake they ever did, and so these people came out. But that came after the asparagus stock people oh, that my came God. into and again, I'm just like, oh, if you please. keep talking, I'm gonna quit reading comics. It's, <laughs> it's to the point where I'm like, I don't. I would like to have a good story that is just yes. not invasion of other things. Like let's have a a down-to-earth villain, but, like, in some sense, just gets some power that they don't understand and takes over, and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's... It's getting to me, man. Some of these... <laughs> that was very genuine. It's getting to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Some also news for MCU. Um, They've casted... They're Wonder Man. Um, yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Um, he was uh, forgetting his name now. Uh, bad guy of Namor, uh, with the giant uh, saucer head. What's uh of Namor? Uh, yeah, or not Namor? Aquaman, Aquaman. Black Uh, Manta. Yeah, Black Manta. So. I at first was kind of like I was really going for that Nathan Fillion that they talked about before i thought he could be black now in the comics yeah what what comics is he in i haven't been reading that i think there was like a short wonder man run a couple years ago 
I mean, it makes sense since he was kind of dead in the Ionosphere and mm-hmm. coming back together. I have no... Uh, my only thing was I liked Nathan Fillion and I wanted to see him in the MCU. Only reason. I have no care about skin color or whatever. And I think this actor is amazing. He was on a really good uh, Black Mirror episode where they were doing the... Um, fighting game and then they found out like you could do more than just fighting and then it was kind of like this forbidden romance between these two dudes and it was a really well acted episode which by the way Black Mirror's coming back soon and I can't wait because we've needed some uh, I don't know man <laughs> no all they are is they've just it's so they've just scary. taken news footage from everyday life I know it's so it scary up. that's what they've been doing for the um, I'm pretty sure the people who have been doing the 2020 one in 2022 movies at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think those are the Black Mirror people, too. Yeah. I think. There was on The Simpsons this past week, which, do you still watch The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. Every now and then? I love the Halloween of Horrors. Like, those ones are always killer, pun intended. But... Hold, hold this thought. Sorry, I have to make a correction. The Wonder Man from DC is black. Oh. I forgot that there's two Wonder Mans. Oh. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? I know. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Uh, so the Treehouse of Horrors uh, came out this past week. I did watch that one. And the one of the big reasons I was watching it, because I was interested in the anime episode one, right. which was really... it. It's hard to say. Simpsons animation is Simpsons animation. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of jarring but also a decent story and especially people that have ever at least know what death note is right to follow it was kind of funny in the sense of how they're kind of lampooning it a bit but it was a very interesting one and i liked it mm-hmm. yeah that was a good one which uh I'm trying to so, remember what the rest of them even were it, it, i had a thought the other day of if you could if there's only one franchise that could ever be like there's no TV shows or anything except for expanding off of this one franchise. Somehow that happened. What would you pick? Like, is there any one thing like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Like, it's the only entertainment that you could live in. RuPaul's Drag Race? Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a franchise. <laughs> so that would. I was not thinking that realm at all, but. I would love to just live in a world where all the shows are about drag queens. <laughs> well, I was going for the Muppets. I see. I think the Muppets could retell all the other stories just as Muppets. Yeah, sure. And Interesting. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be cool? I would really love to see... I don't know, that's a lot of Muppets. I know there's a lot of Muppets. No, I mean, that would be a lot oh. of Muppets. I don't know if I could do it. Constantly, Muppets constantly. Well, that's the only other thing I can think of that would be Kermit the Frog being like. I mean, I wouldn't want to be. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to be Family Guy or again or Simpsons. Does it have to be animated? No, it wouldn't have to be. But I'm just saying it'd be a franchise that you. I don't know. It was a dumb thought that I had, and obviously it is dumb. No, no, I I understand what you're going after. Because again, it was. I love Andor right now, and talking about how much I used to love Star Wars and then hated it, now I'm back again. That would be one that would be perfect for so many different stories and shows if that's the only yeah. entertainment you would have. 
the new Snake Relief world. You want it to be able to offer a variety of feels, too. Uh-huh. So Star Wars would be good for that. The MC, I mean, they're kind of already doing it, right? Where yeah, they're doing I mean, all these guess... offshoots with, like, different feels and stuff like that to the products. Technically, MCU, yeah, could potentially have more going for it than Muppets, but I just feel like Muppets would just be funny. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine late night shows. With... Oh my gosh. I mean, they did a late night yeah. show with the Muppets called Muppets Tonight. Nobody watched it. But now they'd be forced <laughs> to and I'd get more Muppets. Um, yes, Andor, watch it, everyone. I still want to know what the hell they're building in that prison, but Andy Circus, man. He can act. Like, yeah. You know, he's always usually either, you know, behind the directing chair or behind a mocap thing, but the intensity of the last episode was oh, so good and really loving that. Um, speaking of other uh, Star Wars stuff, there's a new show that they're planning coming out called The Acolyte. Okay. And it's one of those things where they've teased kind of the story. It's an adventure um, where they're going to kind of follow more uh, going across the universe and everything. So it's a mystery thriller and we're going to get to see some other parts of the galaxy. And I'm like, yes, again, I'm okay with throwing in Jedi and stuff, but I'd rather have them be a little bit more of a mystery right now because every show we've gotten is just Jedi, but there's a lot more mm-hmm. in this universe. Like, the the political games of the Empire and the Rebels and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of stuff that they mm-hmm. can really explore that you don't need a, a Jedi there, but just having... Making a more kind of myth and legend. Well, also, I do want some of those shows that do explore them to really f- focus us in, and that's what makes this place cool and awesome, but there's doesn't need to always be that. So right. I'm... Very happy for... You're excited for Star Wars Firefly? That's what you made it sound like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all of this comes from my love and missing of Firefly. I mean, who doesn't? God, that got canceled too soon. That's why I want That's why I want more uh, Nathan Fillion. Ah, yes. I miss him so much. <laughs> One of the things I'm very happy is coming back to TV is Carnival Row. It's been so long since this show first came out. So long that I don't even remember if I watched it or not. Oh. I cannot... Are there prostitutes in this show? Yes, I think so. Like, there's... But I'm like, then I'm like, am I mixing that up with that one show that was on HBO where they all had powers? Oh, the Nevers? Yeah. Which I'm waiting for that to come back. Were there prostitutes also in that show? No. Because all the women were kind of... Then I must be thinking about this one. Yeah, this had like... The fairies are prostitutes, Fairies and horns, yes. And they're looked down on and it's a world where um, there's the new world, but this is like England and like magical world, Mm -hmm. steampunk kind of, and... I haven't in Orlando Bloom, and he hasn't been in much things in a while. True. So this whole thing had such a great setup and everything, but it's been multiple years since mm-hmm. it came out. So they just released the teaser trailer. I'm like, I'm here for it. And then they also announced this is also going to be the last season. Ugh. They're canceling it. Well, I but hope I mean, they finished it with the sense of that happening. 
it, it it makes me feel like not. Oh no! Because obviously they've already filmed it to get the trailer coming right. out. Unless they have some last minute, they can rewrite it, or they even going into it might have felt like you can make this. Well, they might have can't. They might have let them know this was going to be their last season, and then just decided not to announce it until after. That and and I wish more places would do that. Even if sometimes uh, studios have to shoehorn in. Like a ending that wouldn't make as good sense, but it gets some closure. Right, it gives you a finality. Because I fucking hate it when shit gets canceled without getting that last season that was planned. There was this show on, I want to say it was FX, about this, about aliens. Okay. Um, and it was a comedy. The Resident Alien? No. Alan Tudyk? No. Okay. And I'm trying to remember who was in it. It had two seasons, and I thought it was really good. And then we got to the second season, and we were like, oh, where's the third season? Because it did not end with an idea that it was going to be the last one. And then I was like, there's nothing. And I was like, oh, no, what happened? And it got canceled. And I'm so mad <laughs> still to this day. And that's how I feel about Westworld. Westworld also officially got the axe this week, and yeah, they made it five seasons though. No, four, four. seasons, and that's what they said. They always had five seasons planned, and that's the thing. Like we knew where it was going. In this last season, for certain, I can see certain people's opinions of where they didn't think it was great. I think in the big term of where it could go, because I I love the imagination and thinking where it could be pulled back into a great ending because it first season like i've been seeing people online like you could watch it because it kind of felt like it did have an ending too right you forgot everything else even though season two had some great episodes once they got left the park in the third and then even what the fourth was was a little bit but again they were going to bring it back to the park full circle especially how the fourth season ended where you could if you do a little mental gymnastics, you could kind of maybe say how it makes sense and it's all time loop, but also it doesn't, and I just want a fifth season, and now I'm sad. Well, if it's all time loop, just go back to the season one and watch it. I, that's, I mean, that is the idea yeah. to possibly do. I did hear, though, that they are still paying all the actors because they were oh, getting yeah. ready to do, so that's, that's at least good on them. But yeah, fuck. those rich people, man. Fuck this new guy at HBO, though, man. He's axing everything. They're not going to have anything left. Yeah, but you can't make a multi-million dollar show if the season before didn't get the watches. That's fiscally irresponsible, Tony. But that's not the whole reasons why they're canceling everything. They are just canceling things for tax breaks, even shit that's completed. And so... That if I know. that is true, and again, that could be true with this show, yes. in which case, yes, understandable. But there's been other things that have been greenlit even when they didn't have the, you know, the numbers behind right. it. Because they're like, all right, we got to give the fans at least some closure. Or it would have been great even just give us like a mini HBO movie or something. Mm. That could have been great. But fuck that guy. Oh, you I, know what you should do? Go back and watch the original movie. If it's all the time I loop. I, and <laughs> I've heard from people that it doesn't hold up, but it, if you did enjoy, you know, the show, you will at least kind of enjoy the the origins of it. Yes. So I have thought of that a couple times. I just haven't been 
that close that enough. loop with yeah. the movie from the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess I was desperate enough to watch Venom too, so I could yeah, always were. turn this on. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just sad. And... Yeah, there's always gonna be something new though. Well, but I'm also sad for the future of HBO. And the, again, we you mentioned the Nevers. We're waiting on the second part of the first season to come out because mm-hmm. that got started and ended COVID stuff, and so well and Jaws stuff. Yeah, and it's <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. However, they they have already committed to filming it, so it is coming out. But I also worry if it's going to be last because that was a very unique, yes, interesting show. It was young women empowerment and just some of the the themes and stuff they were doing with. It. I was like. Yes, they're kind of mutants, but also this is interesting, the angles that they're yep. doing it in the time period. So I really want that to continue. I'm hoping and praying for that. Um, You did get one that you were worried about, though. Yes. You got your Sandman 2 announcement. Yes, and that was one of those, after I had first, when I heard the Westworld thing, I immediately Googled, because I'm like, if they're starting to cancel some things now, and there's a lot of other things that have been canceled, mm-hmm. mind you, but I then Googled Sandman, and I was like, holy shit, finally, because that's one of those, when we're looking up news, I look up once a you know a week or throughout the week of news stuff, but I hadn't Googled that in a while, and I'm like, yes, so that at least is coming back, yes. and very well it should. A hundred percent. That I know they had the numbers, but I do know that it was also a higher production cost to get those numbers. So again, well, yeah, I would have still been pissed at Netflix if they canceled anyways, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they had the numbers to prove it. But now I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy. Uh, Neil Gaiman, actually, he is, he's great with his retorts and comebacks and he's been very, uh, vocal about since the same man came out in august uh all these um you know people asking about this and that and him giving his opinions and saying we're still hoping we're still hoping but there's also the the knowledge that he retains these rights though so he could go to another studio the sad part most people bring up though is if netflix is the one that offered him maybe those other people passed as well maybe they would pick him up but obviously hbo wouldn't but someone tweeted a while, uh, this show is just another race-swapping, agenda-driven construction. No creativity in the fight between Lucifer and the Sandman is just stupid. Everyone with working brain cannot watch this series until the end. So that's why it will get canceled. Go woke, go broke, amen. And then Neil Gaiman's uh, reply just was, I'm sorry, I drifted off. Did Sandman get canceled then? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> just like... The funny thing is, is like part of he's he's mad about the race swapping, but then he talks about the battle between Lucifer and Satan, or Lucifer Same. and Sandman, but like that's from the book. Yeah. So, do you know the book or do you not know the book? Yeah. What you are you mad about? If you know the book. I think anyone that knows the book is a very accepting, empathetic person. hundred percent. This asshole didn't read the book. They just know that this character used to be white, and now it's black. And this character used to be a man, and now it's a woman. And that makes them mad and confused and horny. <laughs> and again, I, uh, you know, I've stated it before of, like, my thoughts on it. I don't have problems as long as the actors are good. Otherwise, I'm just kind of 
judging the person as an yeah. actor because not everyone is a good actor. Like you can yeah. sometimes you you read the, the one girl pretty hard, and I watched the show, and I did not have the same complaint with her that you did. Yeah, and, and I still have hope that maybe she can grow a little bit into it. But I just I felt a little it was a little wooden. I still maintain that after watching it, but other people have come to her defense saying, you know, she is a newer actress, so she you can give her a little bit of leeway in that way, but yeah, differing opinions on that, but yeah, mm. not anything of her skin tone at all. Right, and, right. And so, totally, uh, this, I feel, yeah, I'm more happy about this than Westworld canceling or some other shows, however... Yeah, because I, I want this to go for seven seasons. Tell the whole story. Right. Or six seasons, or even condense it into five, or whatever you do, Neil. Just. Think they're going to do Overture? I could see if it gets enough to go through the. Um, through the series, they would then probably greenlit. Uh, yeah. Overture as the sequel, which most people would be kind of confused, but you have to almost read the same into understand more of overture which is a weird concept of how neil writes but it just he's a wacky dude that neil yeah but he nails it every time he kneels it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um one of the things though going back to hbo that i'm a little worried about and everyone's happy about and i am too is james gunn taking over oh as one of the um the head of the dc yeah uh as he called it the dcu He's gotten rid of the DCEU, and he's just calling it DCU, so that might be the new moniker they go with. I really care less what they call that thing, but right now, they don't have anything really resembling. Right. And I wish they just wouldn't. Maybe have that one big event every five years of a crisis, where these other movies kind of take place in their own worlds, but then they have to fight each like that could make more sense in allowing them to develop their own worlds and their own kind of mythos in those things yes you always want people to cross over and you could have one world where they have a little bit more of that with superman and batman and stuff but i think it's in good hands with him however we gotta go back to the hbo boss who has canceled lots of things true will he be allowed to do the things that he needs to do to make maybe the DCU. he is, I mean the one show um Peacemaker Peacemaker is one of the only things that got renewed and... but that was also before the merger yeah but they didn't stop it they're not stopping I, it I know and that well that's because they know it's a hit but right. again will they say oh yeah you want to take this other random property because that's how it always is it's the people up top that aren't creative they just look at the the numbers and then they're like well, I don't think this will go to our demographics when just right. make something creative and funny, fun and adventurous, interesting. People will watch it. Yeah. And especially now it's you got James Gunn, maybe not directing it, but at least being the executive producer or whatever to sure. like know that his vision is one of those that's he's the Kevin Feige of. Well, he's know. one of them. Because he's co, oh, right? Yeah, true. I can try to find I, the name of the other person. Yeah, I can't remember the other. Because is it a he, is it a comic guy or is it just another random name? I thought he was comics, but I can't remember. Either or, though, uh, oh, best Peter, of luck for him. Peter Safran, 
S-A-F-R-A-N. I have no idea who the fuck that is. So he's well, not a comics guy. One of the things, too, that he uh, he had said, which... And I don't know if it's a newer tweet or is a, re- or a, a little while ago tweet, but I saw of how he's like, you know, there's always a chance for the MCU versus, you know, DC. And I'm like, this would be the closest I would ever get. I can't ever imagine it truly happening. However, if they kind of got half of DC, maybe we will finally get, you know, enough people to say, hey, yeah, we'll we'll work with Marvel because we'll make some instant cash. And, right. And if that cash motivates them for that instant cash grab just to have a one DC, you know, versus Marvel movie, that would be epic. Because you know it would. Yeah. True, true. Which... I, I'm making a stank face at Tony because I looked at Peter Safran and he has produced a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I'm not overly excited. He's a British film producer and he's produced such things as The Nun, The Crucifixion, Annabelle Creation, and a bunch of other horror B-list horror movies. So, I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> that, that we're back to where we started with oh. might not be great. Yeah, he was a producer on Aquaman, <clears throat> Shazam, and the newer Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. So I wonder if he had a tie somehow already to James Gunn. Anyway. Probably. Um, yeah, that was about most of what... I only had, had one tiny little thing. I actually shared it on... I shared something on our Facebook page Ooh. for the first time in a long time. <laughs> um, so Image has partnered with this organization called Library Pass, um, which gives access to public schools tons of other books digitally so um but this also means now that the kids will be able to get image comics through this as well which is great in a time when a lot of schools are taking comic books out of their libraries because of the subject matter being controversial even though it's not mouse is a perfectly lovely comic book but (laughs) (laughs) um i it doesn't say I am curious. Not all, not all of Image's books are school appropriate. Yeah. So, like, are those going to be also available to them, or is it only the ones that are age appropriate? Is it an if it's an elementary school kid, are they only getting like the all ages Image books and stuff like that? That I'm not sure, but I do think it's super duper cool and something I wish I had when I was in school. Just free access to comic books. So if you're in high school, <laughs> see if your school has library pass and read comics for fucking free. Not only that, or just go to your local library. That's where I started. Yeah. Reading a lot of yes. comics in the, you know, trade paperback form and right. get more, you know, reading that way. And especially it's a great place to find older comics that you might not be able to find on some of these uh, online places as well because right. they're pre- kind of internet time 
So, yeah. Um, I'll say uh, what I was going to try to quick come up with uh, uh, for um, booze in a book. I can't even think of what to do pairing-wise, but what came out this week was Grim Fairy Tales, uh, the 2022 horror pinup special. Oh, jeez. Which... Lots of tits and ass. Yeah, I mean, the pinup... Uh, I'm like, sorry, is that the women from... They're dressed up like the women from Hocus uh, Pocus. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, it makes you reimagine who the uh, the Sanderson sisters are, but yeah. this is Robin and Van Helsing and I don't know who Sky is, but that's who those are in that. And I don't know. The pinup issues are always great. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you love them a lot. I mean, because it's not that hard to read them. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I wouldn't mind the, the Braille version. So you should pair that with a slippery nipple. That works pretty I don't know what's in a slippery nipple. Do you? Um, I feel like something butterscotch. I bet you there's an easy way to figure this out. I don't know if you could, but uh, it you is. Know, do you, what do you think will happen if I Google slippery nipple? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what comes up. <laughs> yeah, if you're not safe for work, filter on. <laughs> um, what I like about this one though is they're, you know, they're these uh, fairy tale people that are in the stories, but they're all kind of dressing up for Halloween. So it's kind of a, a fun, uh, pinup, but they're all, well, how most Halloween outfits go anyways, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sexy horror clown or sexy killer or sexy, whatever. That's yeah. what it goes about. But, okay. So a slippery nipple is a layered cocktail shooter. So it's a shot. Commonly composed of Bailey's Irish cream and Sambuca. So you put the Sambuca in first and then put the Irish cream on top. And somehow that's a slippery nipple. All right. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Is either. Is it the color of the Bailey's and then the color of the Sambuca? Remind me I've people never of really nipple? gone into the needing to. <laughs> what is Sambuca? Do you know? Not really. God, not we're terrible cool. drunks. That's <laughs> why so we usually pair them with beer. Sambu. Oh, an anise? Anise? An anise flavor? Oh, so it tastes like black licorice. Ew! Ew! <laughs> Ew! Black oh, I licorice. Have known that. And yeah, I have had that before. Black licorice and Bailey's Irish cream. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds gross. Well, you paired it, so we're making you drink it while you watch, <laughs> look at these covers and pinups. But again, it's a great little, little story, little book. Fun. This is a great story. Narrative. The narrative yeah. is on point. Yeah. Um, last two things. Uh, Wakanda Forever coming out this week. Oh, is I got it? My tickets. Fuck. Uh, Probably there's... not going to see it the first weekend. Sorry. The early reviews have come out saying that it is one of the best Marvel movies. Um, they're saying, like, I saw one that said it felt like it wasn't a Marvel movie, which I took it as a good thing, as like as if it didn't feel how some of those other mm -hmm. ones are, and other people kind of, like, saying how... Because there's always that... Uh, 
the artistic people that say these aren't real films or oh, you know yeah like Scorsese yeah but yeah. where it feels like they're saying like this is like a full on drama amazing uh, Kevin has said that's what like the best film they've made to date all these things that are just uh, excluding like how amazing it is and so I can't wait to see it I also saw some things with um, them talking about Namor and saying how he is more just as powerful or if not more than the Hulk and Thor well which, he's an ancient god well I was going to say with within <laughs> like the realm of comic books that's true so I'm kind of glad that they're going to kind of say that is his power mm-hmm. I'm a little curious then when he comes up against Wakanda how that works because I feel like the Hulk could really rampage through sure. if he wanted to yeah. but this is also a smart Hulkish in power mm-hmm. um there's just so much to look forward to this movie and I've stayed away from I usually typically movies that I want to see I'll see a trailer or two but then I try to just not just stay away from them so I can enjoy it all and I can't wait till that comes out so I'm sure I'll be talking about it next week but I'll be like just all I'm going to say is it was awesome and maybe say one thing because I don't want to spoil it for people yeah because I probably will not have watched it yet just so you know get your tickets but they've pretty much it seemed like all the theaters were sold out yeah i don't like going to see them on the opening weekend anymore there's too many people there i just can't not because yeah i don't like things getting spoiled i know it doesn't bother me and then i'll uh, still enjoy it (laughs) uh last thing that i wanted to bring up which i came across this news article on the bbc because that's one of the places that i read worldly news and uh, somewhere in uh, in England, there is uh, a site of uh, Dobby's grave when mm. he died uh, in the Harry Potter films. Was Dobby a good elf? <laughs> that was a pretty good impression. <laughs> and it, the place where they filmed the scene, um, they then people started amassing like a, a makeshift grave where they would take stones and write like words or whatever Mm. and and that's kind of cool but the sad part is what people would also do is leave socks because in the harry potter lore giving a sock to a house elf frees them or giving them a garment or something and so people with good intentions thinking they're doing this the their national um um bird no, not the like uh, who's in charge of like the beaches uh, and stuff over there, like their whatever. DNR. Yeah, they they're like we we've gone to the public to try to come up with a compromise because they're like we understand there's tons of Harry Potter fans, which that was another franchise going back to before of how that's still kicking. Like even though the last couple of movies kind of suck, there are yeah. tons of people that love Harry Potter still yes. by also seeing these news articles about this grave, and so they've. Um, asked that people they they don't want to take it down or anything the rocks are cool just no clothing they're like we're trying to make a compromise with people coming here like come here take pictures but just don't leave because even though those socks are there some wind those get put out in the sea fish and also seagulls and stuff like yeah you're kind of doing more yeah harm. you're littering yeah, pretty much that you're is, littering a rock is, exists in nature socks do not yep Yes, rocks, no socks. <laughs> yes, that could be the easy campaign. But Socks and socks. I thought it was an interesting thing where, again, 
it was a national news story for when they came out with the the decision of that they're going to keep it, but just, you know, That's funny. try to maintain it Everyone a little was better. sitting in front of their computers, like, biting their fingers, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, are they going to take it down? <laughs> Can't wait to go to Dobby's grave. <laughs> oh, no, what if they take it down? <laughs> oh, and with that, um, I guess it's uh, time to say goodbye. Now it's time. I was just going to yeah. start going to the song. <laughs> to say goodbye. I don't remember the rest of it. To all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we we love you. (laughs) (laughs) M-O-U-S-C. With that, uh, stay thirsty for more Mickey Mouse Club and Drunk on Comics. Mickey Mouse Club even on still? No. (laughs) (laughs) Then just us.